Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, hour number two on a Misery Motown Monday. Good to have you with us. Jay Gruden still to come. Your call still to come. More analysis from yesterday still to come. But right now, Ron Rivera meeting with reporters in Ashburn for his two and two commanders. Well, for the most part, with the young guys, it's about learning, growing, developing, um, continuing to get reps every opportunity you can, uh, and, and and play them as much as you can until they learn. They're going to make mistakes, but they're going to grow. You know, a week ago, Sam had some issues, and I thought he did a nice job coming out this week, and I expect Emmanuel to learn from what uh, what just happened. Coach, the defense overall um, had a strong first week this, uh, this season. The last three weeks, they've given up more points, more yards. Is there... Is there any one thing or is it a multitude of factors? I mean, what have you seen from the group as a whole? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that we most certainly are working on is, is trying to eliminate some of the explosives we've allowed that's been unfortunate and untimely um, and then continue to work and, and continue to create takeaways. You know, we, we've had opportunities. We just haven't uh, we haven't gone through with it, and, and we've got to get takeaways. It's, it's a big part of, uh, you know, what can help us win football games. Hey, Ron, when, when going back to Emmanuel, what is your process? Do you sit down with him and show him, like, clearly there's going to be some plays that you like that he did? Do you show him, like, hey, when you use this technique, this is what happens? What's your process with him? Well, what we're going to do is, and I've already talked with Emmanuel. Um, I talked to him right after the game. I wanted to make sure he was okay. His head was in a good spot. Um, but what will happen is, you know, his position coaches, uh, coordinator, Jack will get together with him. They'll go through some things. They'll talk about the positives. They'll talk about the negatives. Uh, it'll get an opportunity for him to lo- look at things and, and see the things that he needs to work on and correct. I mean, it's just a process of, of learning and growth. I mean, he is a young player. He's a rookie that we've put a lot on. Uh, we think he's capable. I think he processed a lot quicker. His decision making was quicker. Um, he 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 really seemed to, to to really have a good feel and good grasp as to what was going on out there. Um, made some really quick decisions. Got the ball out of his hands. Kept them off balance as much as uh, as much as anything. So you know, just again, a lot of good growth, and I think his consistency uh, really showed. Hey, there you go, Ben. Unmute. 
quarter-ish mark of the season. How would you evaluate where your team is at? Well, I think our football team's doing some good things. I think we're growing, developing. Um, you know, I think uh, part of it will be as as Sam goes. I think we, we'll we'll play accordingly. I also think as our young guys, the guys that we're playing, a lot of young guys, uh, as they step up, learn and develop, it'll help us as well. So I think we're in a good spot. Uh, you know, it's still early in the season, and uh, we got an interesting game coming up on Thursday. I think the biggest thing is just consistency in play, you know, using your techniques, using the things that uh, you're being coached. Go out there and do those things that uh, you're capable of. Hey, Coach Moises on the Spanish broadcast side. Nice to talk to you. Um, the term moral victory has been thrown around a lot. Some of the players said there's no such thing as a moral victory. Obviously, they always want to win. But from your point of view, is there a moral victory for the team, for the fans? And is this somewhere where you can build from? Well, you know, it, it it's kind of tough because, you know, we went in expecting to, to win. I mean, every game is a must win. Every game you got to go in with the attitude that you're going you're gonna to win, and, and that's how we felt. I think it's been kind of tough because, you know, people come up and say, man, I'm real proud of the way you played. Well, hell, we didn't win. And I think that's the bottom line. I think that's how the guys really feel because they played. They played hard. They played their hearts out. Um, they wanted to win. Uh, and I think in, in every case, I believe they, they, they expected to win. They really did. And, and not getting the W is, is, is a hard pill to swallow. And I think, Moses, that, that, that's really what, what the sense is and, and what the meaning is that there was no moral victory. Hey, Ron, with Sam showing what he did, did you have a feeling that type of game was coming from him? Or, or were you surprised at that? I was expecting Sam to play well. I was. It just he, He's a very resilient, very tough-minded young man, and, and he bounces back very well at a lot of things. And, you know, with him, you're going to have some really good positive plus moments. Um, there's going to be some tough moments. You know, there really are. But um, there's going to be some really good moments as well. Uh, yesterday was a sampling of, 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 you know, a pretty good moment. Um, you know, and, and I think, again, he's going to continue to grow, and he'll, he'll get better and better. I believe he will. I just, you know, that's, I've, I've always been confident in him. Um, and and uh, just been very optimistic about his potential. And I wanted to ask about trust. Is, well, uh, you just froze. Got you now. Yeah, hello. Hello. No, I don't think the snap had anything to do with it. I just think he hit a bad ball. I mean, you know, the guy's been so consistent for such a long, long time. Unfortunately, you're going to have something like that happen. But it doesn't shake my confidence or my co- anybody's confidence in Tress. It's just unfortunate that it happened. Can you hear me now, Ron? Got you now, Ben. I think there's a lot put on those guys just because of, of, of being draft picks, like you said, and I think the expectations are high, and their expectations for themselves are very high. And it's a group of guys that take a lot of pride. They work hard at what they do, and, uh, you know, their goal is to always play good. So, you know, they'll continue to work and continue to do the things that they need to do to help us win. 
All right, that is Ron Rivera meeting with reporters a little bit earlier uh, with a different schedule today and this week because of the Thursday night game. Uh, you just get a little taste there, and some of the audio obviously was a little bit difficult uh, because they were doing it via Zoom. I'm not sure uh, why all the reporters' questions were so low, but whatever. Uh, you you get the, the, the gist, if you will. Uh, and he talked about the issue with Tressway. Again, I didn't think it was because of any bad snaps or anything like that. And really, again, what, what Paris didn't ask uh, there and what Ron kind of isolated on was it wasn't just the one punt, the shank in overtime. The first punt, late in regulation, was bad too because it was a line drive. And again, the, you know, Tress is a stand-up guy, but Tress knew it. He was miserable in the locker room. I think I was the only reporter to talk to him. Um, and and again, I, I have so much respect for Tress. He's been so good. But part of our job is, right, if we're going to kill the head coach, kill the quarterback, kill the offensive coordinator, kill the defensive coordinator, kill Emmanuel Forbes, kill Will Barton, uh, not Will Barton, Cody Barton. I mean, if we're going to do that, even guys we like and that are nice and are friendly and savvy and great and basically have been, you know, part of the glue that's held this this weird outfit together for nine years. You know, I mean, we've got to say respectfully, those were two of the worst punts that Trentsway has had in a long, long time. And it killed the commanders. Ten points. All right, back to the phones we go. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Let's get to Lap in D.C. What up, Lap? How are you? Lap? I hear you. Lap. Lap. No? All right. Lap is uh, asleep at the wheel. We'll see uh, if we can get him awake. Let's go to Sweet Lou. What up, Lou? How are you? Good, good. What's happening, Chris? What's, What's going on, my man? How are you? Not a whole lot, man. <clears throat> but uh, uh just want to touch on, um, I guess, uh, first, I'll start off by saying Sandman and EB, they, they bounce back, and I just don't want to hear anything from, uh, you know, your co, uh, co-host on uh, – he comes on Thursday uh, – uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want I, – I don't want him to – just like I keep saying, just give him time, man. Just give him time. But uh, as far as the game yesterday, I think it all come down to this coaching staff, man, both the defensive – uh, coordinator and um the head coaching. I think on that two uh not the two what the not not going for the two point. <clears throat> I think we kind of um I don't know man. It's a, I know it's a tough call, but at the same time you got to look at the situation, Chris. I think my me my my opinion was to go for it, but like you know I I know people might say they want to play overtime and give them the chance and things like that, but. You know, the excuse from Ron is just don't add up. They professional. They train. They, they Come on, man. Don't tell me they tired, man. For one play, you telling me you can't do one play. On top of that, people questioning what kind of play would you do. I mean, come on, man. They professional. I'm sure EB have something. No, but no. Lou, time- I, I, th- I think your point is overall fair. But, I, I mean, even though they're professional, they are allowed to be tired at the end of a game. Right. And whether you believe or buy that or whatever, I mean, you know, you play 70 snaps in 78, 79 degree sunny weather, you're going to be tired. 
Yeah, I, I, again, maybe it. that's an excuse, but I could see how they would be a little bit gassed. And when you're gassed, you tend to make more mistakes. Well, come on, Chris. Let's say if that, that, that was a game-winning uh, 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 drive they needed. So you're going to tell me what they going to just just right. throw the ball in the no, air? No, but they had I mean, no cho- they the- had no choice to operate in that sequence. They had a choice for the extra point or the two point conversion. And and to me, I understand that you'd ideally like football players to be in such great shape that they are not sucking wind at the end of a game. Ideally, you'd like all that. Ideally, you would like to take destiny and control in your own hands. I understand that. But if you don't execute and you lose, it's basically putting all of your work, all of the week worth of work into one play at that point. Whereas if you go to overtime, and even if you don't win the coin toss, which they did, you're basically saying, look, I hope my defense can at least hold them to a field goal. And that gives me a better mathematical chance of winning a game as opposed to going for it on one snap, one play, one situation where anything could go wrong. I wouldn't trust this defense if I'm up by 50, okay? I understand that. I'm going to put it like that. I understand that. This defense is overrated. Week after week, we keep saying the same thing. This guy keeps plugging Barton. Like, this guy can't – like, he can't play. I don't know what it is about him. Like, Jack, get it, man. You got Andre Jones. You got Kalik Hudson. I mean, let these guys come out there at least, like, just one play or two play, man. What is it? I just don't get it. So, at the end of the day, I wouldn't trust this defense. That's why I was like, I mean, they had a better chance going for two. I mean, just go for the kill. If they would have, if they would have, if they didn't convert it, I would have been more happier. But now that we lost the game of overtime, knowing that, I mean, he could have called timeout, freeze the, uh, uh, the kicker. I mean, he he just like he don't have it. Like he doesn't know what the situational football is, man. It's past. He got to go. I mean, I listen, mean, it, on, it, yeah, I hear you, Lou, and and I Both appreciate I, I appreciate the passion as always. I got to let you run because we got to get uh, to a break. But I I get I get that there is there absolutely should be a nonstop frustration with this coaching staff. I get that. I get they are. I'm trying to be nice here. They're as mediocre as mediocre can be. That's what they are. And they're all nice guys. They're as mediocre. I mean, I don't, I don't, we we can't judge the enemy yet. I mean, the signs are there that he's not mediocre, but we need more time. Yesterday he was not mediocre. Yesterday, uh, last week he was, if not bad. We need more time. But the referendum of three and a half years tells us that Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, and the rest of this staff are largely mediocre. Mediocre. Maybe slightly above mediocre, but that's about as good as you can go. That's above, that's about it. And when you're mediocre and when you're half-ass right, you're going to make some mistakes. Again, I think the two-point conversion, like, I'm not I'm not vehemently opposed to those who are screaming that they should have gone for it on two or four two. I'm not vehemently opposed. What I am is vehemently opposed to those that are killing Ron like it was such an easy decision. There's a difference. 
We'll ask Jay Gruden that in about 15 minutes. More of your calls straight up on a misery Motown Monday on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, good to have you with us. A little bit of a melancholy kind of return on a Motown Monday, a misery Monday. Two and two commanders getting set for the Chicago Bears. Right back to your calls again. We'll ask Jay Gruden what he would have done in that spot at the end of regulation yesterday in about mm, 12 minutes or so. But right back to you on the phone so we keep the uh, hold times down uh, as low as we possibly can. Let's go to Jonesy. What up, Jonesy? How are you? Hey, Russell on the radio. Boy, look, man, you in that Motown sound. Boy, I tell you. You, <laughs> you come, like it. You, you come right up there to old my, my buddy Al Gaulsey when you used to do the go-go song. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. You batting a thousand. You batting a thousand. If they take you off the radio, I'm going to be up there turning over some deckers, man. Yeah. Seriously. It's kind of our little yeah. niche, if you will. It's going to be a WWE moment for me <laughs> coming up there. But, but anyway, look, I, I'm not as upset as everybody else. Now, I'm upset about the loss. But it's it's little things away from just like where everybody's talking about go for juice at the end of the regulation. We could do things just a little different, especially on the defense side of the ball, to pretty much 
some of these things. Now, I understand, you know, they got a receiver that's just, they just count on the elite side and he's trending upward the more he plays. But you can stop things if you pretty much just play, D him up on man, bring those guys up closer to the line and stop playing so far back off. I mean, looking at it on TV, you can see the daggone first mile. Uh, uh, first, first down, stripping, sitting right behind where they have to go, and, and, and our defensive backs are, are so far behind the first down line. I said, "Well, Jesus, it's like you're saying, hey, well, you can go ahead and have the first down line, but once you get the first down, I'm gonna stop you." No, 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 get up on these guys at the line of scrimmage so you might can catch something, throw some timing off the routes, and or maybe get your hands up and bat a ball just in case. If, if, if it's going, a, a, a screen is coming or something. I mean, give yourself a chance. You know, then bracket the number one receiver at times. You might not can't do it all the time, but do it. I mean, it's these are little things that you can help yourself out. Because Jalen Hurt, at, at one point in time, he had got frustrated because he had nowhere to go with the ball. And so that's when he had to get out of the pocket and do this little razzle-dazzle thing around him in the backfield. I mean, trust me, he's a cloud of dust and smoke at times. Not all the time, but at times. So you can rattle this dude's cage. But they got to put it all together on that defensive side of the ball. Our defensive number one, start playing like number one picks. I mean, they got to stop letting every runner we play run straight up their gut, especially between Kane and Allen and Sweat and Chase Young. They got to get together. They got to come alive, man. They got to come alive. The offense is slowly but surely is putting it together. We still need some retooling on the offensive line. But I think we'll get there. I, I was a little happy that, than what I was last weekend. Because I thought we was like, oh my god, we got to stop Right, you 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 can be happy or happier with right. and not and not accept ultimately that what it what happened yesterday and and acknowledge that it wasn't good enough. It was good, but it wasn't good enough. Good, you know, and, and that's right. not being like loser talk or anything like that. I mean, there there is some nuance. There is some I mean, nuance. I left there with hope. I left the Buffalo Wild Wings with. Hope yesterday, yeah. and I saw the Philly fans in that place biting on their fingernails. And by the way, Rooster, we had some some no shows yesterday who claimed that they were going to be out there, and it made us look bad because Doc took some pictures out there yesterday of an empty, empty set where we were mm. all supposed to. Well, be. the uh, so, hope, hopefully the fans, hopefully the fans, and I appreciate you as always, Jones. I got to let you run. Uh, hopefully the fans aren't giving up yet. We got to keep the line moving so we can get to Jay Gruden just past the bottom of the hour. Let's uh, let's retry Lap again here. I think we have him back. What up, Lap? How are you? Hey, what's up, Rooster? What's up, Lap? Man, um, I really wanted that game because I told you I said if we can split, you know, with with either the Bills or the Eagles, and then go on a run. I, um, that would have been nice. Yep. You know, we laid a goose egg last last week, and then we came out fired up. But I, like I said, man, I still want Ron up out of here, man. Um, I, I I think his time has passed. You know, I'm I'm disgusted with him from last season. 
Um, you know, Sam Howe should have been playing after that tie, that stupid, stupid tie that we had, and he should have been playing the remainder of the season. This kid's got moxie. He's got poise. He can play. He doesn't get rattled under pressure. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think the fans need to stick with him and believe with him, man, give him a chance. Um, like I said, I want to see Curtis Samuel and, um, you know, uh, Demi get, get some touches more. You know, the tight ends more. It was good to see Logan, you know, like I said, on mm-hmm. B-Mitch earlier today. Uh, but um, I, I think we got three winnable games. I mean, you can't sleep on nobody because you just know, you know, how tough it is in this league, you know, any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever. But uh, I think we just need to, to, to come out and just dominate, man, oppose our will on teams, man, and seize the moment, man. And we didn't. We didn't see the moment, you know, yesterday, man, because we, we could have won that game. And that's that's what's just hard. But it's some encouragement, man. You know, we, we, we'll see what happens, man. But I, I want that Falcons. I want that Bears. And I want that I dang sure want that Giants game because I'm so disgusted with the Giants, man. We can't seem to beat them. So we need to get that win, man. So let's go on a run. And they come out and, and ready to play, Rooster. And we'll see what happens, man. But I hear um, you. I'm excited, man, for Sam Howell, man. Yeah. yeah, no, you should. I mean, see, I, again, even before the game tying touchdown, you should be encouraged by Sam Howell. Like, again, we're all intelligent yeah. enough to know that there is signs of life. It's just a matter of how it how it moves forward from here. Yesterday was a big step. Thursday night, got to take another step, right? This should be a game against yeah. a terrible defense that, you know, again, the operations should look pretty crisp and proficient. It didn't against Arizona. Certainly did not against Buffalo. So let's see what happens now. Can he put two good performances together? That will be the next step. Appreciate you, Lap. As always, good to hear from you. 301-230-0980. Tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take the the trending alert here early, and this way we can get back on time for Jay, uh, and uh, and then we will get back into your calls. Uh, So Jay Gruden coming up here in just a couple of moments on the other side of two. 30 right here on the team 980 always live and free on the odyssey app let's do a little trending alert all right we'll start with the nba of all things on a weird monday uh james harden still seeking a trade did not report to the sixers media day how will josh harris the commander's owner handle that how will josh harris the commander's owner handle two straight losses and thursday night football at fedex field against the chicago bears uh chase claypool not going to be with the bears as he was not yesterday uh before their loss to denver who sent home uh by the team obviously from last week's controversial comments the bears losing a heartbreaker we'll talk about it all with head coach jay gruden Uh, Coming up here in just a couple of minutes as he joins us each and every Monday afternoon. And we'll certainly ask him about that two-point conversion decision. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, the national season coming to an end yesterday. They took two out of three from Atlanta, won 71 games on the year. And we have Monday night football for you coming up. Forgot to put this in the NFL package, Seattle. At 2-1 against the Giants, 1-2. Unlikely to have Saquon Barkley tonight at MetLife Stadium. You can hear it, 106.7, the fan coverage, 7.30. And that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. up shop Grant Paulson CK Danny Ruye and I on the merits of going for two points at the end and all of the subterfuge around it so why don't we do this why don't we ask Jay Gruden who was in that position for a long time obviously here and around the NFL as an offensive coordinator and he joins us on the BetQL guest hotline uh, he's brought to you by Ted Britt, as he is each and every Monday. Jay, great to have you with us, as always. How are you, sir? Chris, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Yeah, uh, good to have you. Uh, appreciate your time, as always. Um, so, let me put you in Ron Rivera's position. He's getting a lot of shrapnel today from some, some defense, depending on who you listen to, talk to, what have you. Would you have gone for two in that spot yesterday at the end of regulation after tying it up? I probably would have on the road. I think you got need two and a half yards to get the victory, um, put it in your players' hands and let them do it. But on the flip side of it, you kick the extra point, and then you're still putting your players' hands and getting a stop or putting a ball in the end zone if you get the ball first. So uh, either way, it's up to the players to make the plays and do it. But personally, I would have gone for two with that little amount of time in the game. And if he said his players were gassed, that's all the more reason to go for two because you want to put them back out there and try to go 80 yards if they're gassed. So, right. Um, so so, so let, let, let me let me jump in on, on, on just that notion, right? If if the players are gassed, it was warm, right? I mean, it was like high 70s, humid uh, a little bit. I, you know, I was there, whatever. Um, I understand that part, but then you get like a four or five minute ish break between regulation and overtime where you can, you know, certainly, you know, recapture yourself a little bit, what what have you. Uh, and, and of course, it's on a short week, right? So now you, you I don't know if he was thinking about the Bears and the short turnaround, whatever. I, I guess I guess what I'm just asking is from his perspective and again from yours as somebody who's got to then dial up a play and hope that your players can execute – uh, aren't the chances that you w- find a way to win that game better by extending it and giving yourself more chances as opposed to one do-or-die type situation by design? 
Well, it depends. If you feel like your team is playing better than the team you're playing, mm-hmm. then yes, you kick the extra point and go into overtime. If you feel like you know you're playing a, a, a team with more talent, mm-hmm. then you probably want to get it over with and try to take your chances on the two and a half yard play. Um, I think towards the end of regulation, Philadelphia was starting to play pretty good. Their defense was starting to step up, but um, you know, it's just a gut feeling and it's something that you want to try to feel like you're put your team in the best position to win the football game. Obviously Ron thought it was in the best case to go into overtime, either receive and get a touchdown or kick off and uh, get a stop and get a field goal. So, you know, it's just a tough, such a tough call for people to make. Uh, Nobody really can understand how hard it is in that heat of the moment to make a call like that. The issue you have is there's no guarantee on the extra point. You know, Mm -hmm. you have a long snapper that's kind of shaky. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like a short extra point like it was in years past. It's a longer field goal type thing. So, uh, that's the only reason I probably would have gone for it. But you would agree, it sounds like, that it's a tough decision. It is not an obvious oh, yeah, decision, yeah, yeah. right? I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to stand on the table here right. and say Ron's an idiot for not going for two. <laughs> not, not, no, no. Uh, they still were in a position to, to uh, you know, win the game. I mean, they, they Terry McLaurin was an inch from being right. in bounds on the third down play. Right. You know, and that would have put them at midfield almost. You know, instead they had to punt and Philadelphia got the ball in the play that I really had a problem with was the third and 17 that Philadelphia had where, you know, they went cover zero, but they mm-hmm. played like 15 yards off and they caught a slant for getting an eight and got a field goal. You know, yeah. you just can't give up a nine yard completion that easily in that situation to give Elliott a chance to kick the field goal. All right. So, so I, I'm a dummy here. So I'm just going to ask you as, as ignorant of a question as I can, because the caller pointed exactly, uh, you know, that why are you playing cover zero with such a cushion in that spot? Just because it's third and 17. Well, most teams, when you play cover zero, you're going to rush one more than the offense has to block. Mm-hmm. So you sh- the quarter, the ball has to come out quickly. So they are right. You probably shouldn't be 9, 12, 10 to 12 yards off. You should scoot up a little bit and then anticipate the ball coming out quickly so you don't have to really backpedal. You stick your foot in the ground and make an immediate tackle for a gain of 4 or 5 as opposed mm-hmm. to a gain of 9. So that was just a unique uh, unique technique the defensive backs played in that situation, knowing that the ball was going to come out so fast. Jay Gruden is with us, as he is each and every Monday, on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford, in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet, in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage, see and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Good breakdown there, certainly, of that sequence, which led to the 54-yarder from Jake Elliott, who you knew pretty much, I mean, anything can happen, but... Uh, is fairly automatic, and and again, there was no real heavy wind or whatever. Um, so one of the other big issues before we get into Sam Howell and Biennemi is this whole notion of a moral victory. Uh, from my time covering you, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I know how you're going to answer. Oh, we lost Jay. Okay, we'll get Jay back. Um, I don't know what happened there. We uh, lost everybody on the phone line, so we'll try and reestablish uh, with Jay. Uh, on the other side, as Matt will uh, try and get him back here, uh, and uh, we will try and figure um, out how to uh, get back to what we were about to ask him, which about the moral victory. And, you know, listen, I understand. Like for fans and media, a moral victory is a, more, is a thing that you can hang your hat on and to not feel as bad as you did last Sunday after getting waxed by the Bills. But, you know, like, is there a moral victory today for the for the Miami Dolphins? 
because they gave up way more points than the Commanders did to the Bills on the road? No. I mean, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, And I think we have Jay back uh, with us uh, here. Jay, you got me right? Yep. Okay. So I was about, you know, I think I know how you're going to answer this as a former head coach and, you know, from somebody who covered you and probably asked you, you know, something similar to this. Is there any moral victory here that Ron can sell on his team and say, guys, we were – you know, right there, toe-to-toe with the defending NFC champions on the road, and if we would have done this or that, we could have won this game? Or do you just say, look, we were good, but not good enough, and it needs to be, be- needs to be better? What what would be your message, if you will, to your team after a game like this? Well, the positive is they came out and played a lot better than they did against Buffalo. Buffalo's a total debacle, and they did improve, and that was very important for them to make a, a positive step moving forward. So, in essence, you can say it was a moral victory. However, this isn't Ball State versus Georgia. This is the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles versus the Washington Commanders, an NFC East rivalry game. And you're no such thing as a moral victory. But you are happy that they did play better. Uh, Biennemi did a good job with Sam Howell. Howell performed much better. Uh, still took five sacks, but uh, you got to feel good about the team moving forward. At least you have a little bit of confidence moving into the Chicago game on Thursday yep. night. I agree. Uh, and now let's get to Sam Howell. I was just uh, watching the second play of the game. Uh, Jay was such a creative design. I don't know if you remember, but they had like three receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Pre-snap, they motioned Samuel into the backfield so they weren't empty. Uh, so that you think, well, maybe they're doing something there. And then they release him out in the flat. Terry runs a slant uh, to that right side while you have three receivers over there and they get 17 out of it. I mean, obviously not every play is going to be drawn up, but like if you're looking for a play to highlight, man, this is what it looks like when it's right. When he's, you know, when Sam getting ripping it Sam's dropping quick boom not holding on to the ball offensive line holds up like to me that was absolute perfection yeah it was a good play I mean a simple play it was just a flat slant uh, just a different way of dressing it up they had the three receivers of the field do a little stick concept and then mm-hmm. uh, a good slant by Terry and Terry's really good at those slants he's very explosive uh, he gets in there and, and has strong hands and ran a great route and obviously Samuel took away the flat defender so it was a good throw and good conversion a uh, good way to get started. It was a great opening drive by Washington, and I think they had back-to-back drives in the yep. first two drives scoring a touchdown. So that was an impressive way to come out on the road after a, a dismal loss against Buffalo. What else did you see? You mentioned the five sacks. I mean, is it just about quicker progression through the reads, quicker footwork? Like, what else did you see from a technical X and O standpoint that was way different about this offense? Well, they just executed better, and, and Sam put the ball out there, and there were better situations moving the ball. They weren't in many third and longs like they were against Buffalo. They were able to get it out. They still have to shore up the interior of the offensive line. They gave up a lot of pressure in there to Fletcher Cox and, and the other big boys mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And then, of course, you know you can't give up three sacks to a linebacker. you got to make sure you're accounting for that linebacker uh, at all times, um, and, and that's, that's important. So internally, they got to do a better job picking up those blitzes and, and being more stout with the center and both guards. Uh, moving forward, but you are impressed with Sam bouncing back. You know, it's not easy for a young quarterback to come off of a nine-sack, four-interception game, seeing that in the paper every single day, and then coming out on the road playing against one of the best defenses. For him to perform like that, go 29 for 41, was was impressive. Yeah, we were all thinking it would be like Jalen Carter, and you mentioned Fletcher Cox, who had uh, himself a nice day. Uh, Hassan Reddick, you know, we were all thinking that, and instead it's Nicholas Morrow, a guy that they could have picked up 10 different times over the last couple of years, who Jack had in Oakland, uh, by the way, and they, you know, you could certainly make an argument they still need linebacker help. Anyway, long story short, uh, Tressway was a guy that you guys brought in in your, 
me see, first train, uh, first preseason, towards the end of the first preseason in 2014, and obviously he's had a very, very good career, Jay. But uh, I talked to him in, in the locker room afterwards. Obviously, he was very disappointed in in himself. Won a line drive punt that leads to a 20 yard uh, uh, return that leads to the second AJ Brown touchdown, and then in overtime he shanks one. Is there anything? That you look at and say, ah, uh, just a, I mean, it's just a bad day from a guy who's normally good. Or was there anything that you saw identified, whatever, uh, with the operation that would uh, give you more reason for concern moving forward? You know, I never try to coach the punters. They're in their own, they're in their own universe. And Tress has been very, very good for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very uncharacteristic unchar- of him to have two punts like that. You know, he did have an issue when we first got him of being too strong legged. Yeah kicking those bombs and out kicking the coverage, but he reeled that in and, and really has been an effective punter for one of the best punters in the league, in my opinion, and just uh, a tough day for the guy. Yeah, because you guys, I, I was telling this story earlier, right? In early 2015, especially after the Dolphins season opener, which you guys lost because of a punt return, um, you know, a lot of people wanted you guys to wax Tressway, and you guys came out and waxed Kai Forbath and pissed everybody off, and it turned out to be the absolute right decision, uh, which I said, by the way, at the time. Uh, I was not a Kai guy, but w- whatever. I mean, uh, like, like, like to me, that was the absolute right decision that you guys made. Risky, but it was uh, almost like you, you could have cut a player just because, uh, again, he was a young player still adjusting, and here he is nine years later, eight years later, and I know he had a bad game and a couple of bad punts, but it turned out to be obviously the right move yeah i mean we, we did four but four bath was a great kicker he was an accurate kicker you know 45 yards and in and he's gonna make it but the issue was the yeah. you couldn't make the long field goals right. and then the kickoffs and were, then the kickoffs uh, yeah you know we're playing such good kick returns we're like we got to get the ball yep. in the end zone these touchbacks are critical and yeah uh, that's why we did that move but yeah tress is tress is an awesome kid and awesome punter uh thursday night football uh nobody really likes it we know why they do it. Um, we know there's no full practices this week. How how brutal was the the Sunday? You know, in a, granted a short road trip uh, to Thursday turnaround. Uh, now they don't have to travel, so I guess that's good. Unlike last year, where they had to go to Chicago. Uh, how brutal is that for a coaching staff and for players, obviously, to recover? Uh, it's very difficult, more so for the players to recover. You know, you talked about how gas they were, how hot it was in Philadelphia. It takes a lot out of you to play a football game like that, three hours long, three and a half hours. So, you know, you get their bodies right, so you're not going to go out there and kill them, obviously, Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. It's more about mental, getting the game plan together. Difficult for coaches because you got to come in there and you got to grade the game against Philadelphia, make your corrections, and then you got to get on to Chicago, get all the situational work done, the third down plan, the short yardage plan, the goal line plan. The uh, first, second down, base first, second down plan. So it's, it's, it's a grind for the coaches, too. And uh, it's difficult. But fortunately, they're playing a team that's given up 30 or more points every mm-hmm. game and uh, one of the worst teams in the league. So they should be fine and dandy. Yeah, well, you, you would hope. I mean, you mentioned Chicago, obviously, a mess. How do you avoid, I, I guess, you know, thinking it's going to be easy? Because last year, and I grant it, a different year, Chicago rolled up 400 points of offense, uh, 400 yards of offense in this matchup, but they just threw up all over themselves inside the 10. I don't know if this is going to be as easy as maybe Commanders fans think. And I'm not, I don't think players think it's going to be easy, but the natural, like, I guess thought would be, hey, you know what? We're playing a team that, again, is struggling on in in every phase on offense and defense. You can't have a letdown here. You've got to come out with gusto to, on Thursday night. 
Yeah, exactly right. And I think the enemy will be aggressive like he has been every game plan. He's going to come out, let Hal rip it, and then get B-Rob uh, some touches and see how he does and, and go from there. But you just can't be too let your guard down too much. When you watch a tape on Chicago, Chicago's defense, they don't get much pressure. They don't cover anybody, and they don't tackle well. So you're going to probably be a little bit uh, giddy when you're saying, oh, we can throw this play pass. We can do this. We can do this. You just got to reel them in a little bit. Make sure you don't uh, stray away from the running game too much. But you do want to come out and be aggressive at home and and get this victory and put Chicago in a in a in a one dimensional mind and make Justin Fields beat you with his arm. Jay Gruden with us for another moment or two. How worried would you be if you're one and three Cincinnati and no explosives in the passing game from Joe Burrow and the Bengals? It's uh, I've done some work on them and it's one of the most mind boggling things I've seen in a long time with mm. the skill that they have on the receiving core and Joe Mixon and obviously Joe Burrow's not a hundred percent but still. You would think they could get some uh, plays more than 10 yards. And you saw it week one against Cleveland. Uh, they got a victory uh, against the Rams. When the Rams lost their tackle, they were able to get some pressure. But they have looked very poor on offense for some reason, and I can't put a finger on it why. I don't know if it's a pass protection, uh, the route concepts, or coaching over there. But it's an odd situation. Uh, and I'll give you all the credit in the world for this because you were dead on last week, uh, and I haven't heard anybody else really talking about it, but uh, the Texans, my goodness, they just whooped up. I, I know Kenny Pickett went out early. I know Fryermuth went out early. I know uh, the Steelers had a hellacious week with travel even uh, after yesterday, but before uh, all of that, my goodness, Jay, you were dialed in on the Texans. They kicked some ass again yesterday. Yeah, and they're locked. They're minus a lot of starters on the offensive yeah. line too. Yeah, you're right. And this CJ Stroud, the baller, and they got some skill. And obviously, the running back Pierce is an excellent player, and they're playing at a high level of confidence. And obviously, with the defensive-minded head coach like Coach Ryan's, uh, he'll get the defense going. And with CJ throwing it the way he is with the weapons that they have, I think they can win the AFC South. Mm. Mm. And last one for you, Buffalo trounces Miami. I guess we should have seen this coming on the road. Uh, you know, uh, 70 points last week, all that. Does it surprise you? Uh, let, let me ask it from Buffalo's perspective. You know, there was all that talk about how Josh Allen wasn't the same without Dable. I, I guess we kind of forgot how good Josh Allen is, right? Yeah, I think everybody was ready to cut Josh Allen after week one, having all those turnovers. <laughs> but uh, he kind of <laughs> shut everybody yeah. up the last three weeks. Right. He's pretty dang good. Right. He's so big and physical and strong. He's cemented his place as the number two best quarterback in the National Football League. And defensively, Coach McDermott always does a mm-hmm. good job. He always has a good scheme. They're very versatile in what they can do. They can get home with four. They have a good blitz package. They have versatile safety in Micah Hyde. He can do a lot of different things. And they're they're fun. They lost uh, Tredavious White. That's going to hurt them a lot. But uh, they're a damn good football team. Yeah, and Poyer's banged up. He didn't play yesterday. Um, all right, one more. I, I lied. Uh, Jets last night, Zach Wilson, pretty good accounting uh, of himself. Obviously, some things uh, down the stretch in that game that went against the Jets from a uh, officiating perspective. I didn't have a major problem with it, but maybe you, uh, maybe you did. Uh, but Zach Wilson, I mean, finally? Or was this a one-game blip? Well, I think that if you're talking about moral victories, Zach Wilson got a moral victory last night where mm-hmm. he showed he's at least a competent player. He's still got a long way to go to prove that he can do this on a consistent basis. But if he can play anywhere close to he played last night, they'll have a chance in every game because their defense is special. So, uh, you know, good luck to them moving forward. But you can't drop a snap in a critical situation yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, the referee calls are the calls. It was probably holding. It's just the timing of the call that really bothers you because it was after the interception. The ref says, oh, maybe I will throw the play. <laughs> yeah, right. And and Saw said he was doing basically that same thing uh, all night. Jay, great as always. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Talk to you. 
Uh, I don't know. We, we'll have to touch base whether we do it Friday or Monday of next week, uh, but we'll figure that out together. Thank you, as always. Appreciate you. You got it, Chris. Thanks. All right, that's Jay Gruden on the air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt, Fa- uh, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt, Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. And a reminder, uh, oh, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's a different text. I was looking at your text from last week, uh, and you had texted me something else. So it's a good thing. Uh, I just stopped it there and realized that that was a separate text. Thanks to Jay. Uh, Great spot, as always. Make sure you check him out uh, on Twitter now. He's very interactive, and he's doing his podcast with his sons. I forgot to mention that. Uh, So we will uh, have uh, Jay on either Friday or Monday. We'll we'll probably do Monday uh, just to kind of keep it consistent, uh, even though they play on Thursday night. We'll have the, obviously, post-game reacts on Friday. All right, more coming up, including your calls. Stay tuned right here, Team 980. Let's squeeze in a quick call here before the top of the hour. Then we'll say Paulie and Sean for the other side as we are cleared out. Let's grab Marvin and Landover right here at Team 980. What up, Marvin? Hey, how's it going? Good, Marvin. What's going on? Yeah, I'm a little, you know, disturbed today. I know everybody's feeling kind of good that it's a moral victory and everything, but I just kind of noticed over the last, like, four weeks that what separates us from teams like Philadelphia and Buffalo is that they have competent offensive line play. And I would love to say that offensive line played great. No, they really didn't. I mean, they gave holes and they played way better. But honestly, Sam Howell took a lot of hits on short, short sets. And what separates like our defensive line from dominating against other teams is that Philadelphia's offensive line is going to win sometimes because they are really a good, competent offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have a good defensive line, and they won on a lot. I'll tell you, Sam Cosme looked like a turnstile yesterday when, when Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he struggled with, with Fletcher Cox, no doubt. Three, four times. Yep. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated because that should be like almost a fireable offense for Ron. After four years, to me, he still never invested deeply on the offensive line, knowing that the defensive line means so much. Yep. Why wouldn't the offensive line mean just uh, you as would, much? You would think, I mean, you know, look, they've invested in terms of volume, in terms of guys, but they haven't invested in terms of premium guys. That's what they haven't done. It's not fair to say they've done nothing. It is fair to say they haven't invested in premium, premium assets, both in free yeah. agency and in the draft. Absolutely. More than fair. But that being said, but that being said, when is he going to do that? Because you can see the difference, honestly. You have the quarterback now who might be like your quarterback, and you could grow this team. It's like it's time to invest to make sure that he's protected. Uh, you, would, you would think if he's going to have another shot at this come April or actually March in free agency that that would be you know, the focus. But – uh, we also have four years of evidence to say, no, it, it might not. 
Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll add another linebacker for crying out loud. Maybe they'll add another pass rusher, which maybe they have to because they have five that are free agents, including Chase Young and Montez Sweat as of right now. So I wouldn't even say that's a definite, but it's a certainly a good point, Marvin. I appreciate you. And listen, there is no doubt about it. Look, the Eagles offensive line is better than the Bills offensive line, but the Eagles offensive line is really good. Now, it was encouraging to see Jordan Maialata get abused by Chase Young uh, right after I got there yesterday. I mean, just abused. And Montez Sweat did have a couple of quarterback hits, uh, including one uh, after that 24-yard scramble uh, in which James uh, Smith-Williams missed uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, there were some encouraging moments, just not enough. And this defensive line never takes over a game against a premier offense. Against bad offenses, yes, but never against a premier offense. And the offensive line, yeah, listen, I mean, three of those sacks came from Nicholas Morrow, who they had plenty of chances to sign. I know nobody wants me to hear uh, say that, but it's damn true. It's true. It's damn true. 259, Team 980, more of your calls. Coming up at a final hour of power right here, Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.